Well, there is now. Join me, and together we can rule the galaxy as father and son. Was Star Wars the one with the little wizard boy? Welcome to Rogue One Radio, your source for sweet jams and conversations about a galaxy far, far away. And now, from the remnants of Jeddah City, it's Rogue One Radio. Why, you stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder! This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. All right. Hi, folks. Welcome to Rogue One Radio. This is episode number 24. And with me again is Charlie. Hey, man. How are we doing tonight? We're doing good. So, uh, so tonight we're going to talk uh, about ep- uh, chapter 10 of The Mandalorian. Talk about that later. We do have a top five list for you this week. Uh, we missed uh, that last week, but we're coming back to that. Um, and of course, we got some music for you. And then also here in a bit, we're going to have some news to speak of. Um, but before we get into that, what um, what have you been up to this week? Man, I've been battling uh, internet issues. Um, the internet here in the desert southwest is not the best uh to speak of it's uh we basically have uh two squirrels on a cage and they're running around to power everyone's internet and i think one must have keeled over this week because the internet has been really spotty uh and it's been increasing uh increasingly difficult to try to log on and get anything done at work uh but we will uh we'll get that that sorted out here probably in the next day or so and i can get some projects turned in good deal did you uh did you get around to finishing bloodline yes i did what an amazing book that's good we will have to do an episode about that book later uh i read it oh earlier this year i may have to read it again just so i can uh or at least listen to the audiobook so that i can be uh when we do an episode on it, I can be refreshed on it. Uh, I do remember quite a bit of it, and I, I really did like it. So we'll have to we'll have to talk about that. Um, speaking of books, though, my copy of the new From a Certain Point of View came in today. Oh, nice. So I'm pretty happy about that. I've got, obviously, the folks listening can't see this, but you can. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty happy to see that come in. I'll be pouring into that soon. Um, I don't remember when we talked last week um, if I was already playing Watch Dogs. Uh, I, I think that you had just gotten it, but you really hadn't gotten into it yet. Okay. So I've been playing. I've played a few times, and... Um, somebody on Twitter had, had warned me that the, the controls and the gameplay was kind of wonky, uh, but that the story was really good and I would have to thoroughly agree with, uh, that gentleman because the, the story is 
really good, but the controls are really wonky. It's just, I, it's, I expected a little bit more out of Ubisoft. Um, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to try to keep going and, and playing it, try to finish the story, but I'm, I'm nowhere near. I'm not, in, I'm not even out right. of act one yet. Uh, <laughs> but, um, while I was playing it, I played a little bit of it last night, but while I was playing it, uh, at the same time, I was also downloading a copy of another game that I've actually never played before, uh, The Last of Us. Ooh, yes. Heard that was a really good game, so I've got that. I had that downloading in the background, and uh, the next time I get on and play Watch Dogs, if I get frustrated again, which basically happens every time I, I get on there and play it, <laughs> um, I, may, I may switch and start playing The Last of Us. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, the story of Watch Dogs, it's the original Watch Dogs, not the new one. Um, right. And uh, I do like the story. It's just, it, it's, it's weird. The gameplay is just wonky is the only way I can describe it. It's very, very it, odd. It, it was very... Um... It, it was unique. It was made in 2014, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it, it was the first of its type to really incorporate a lot of the things that are uh, that are in the background that people don't normally even would think of that are there. Yeah. Uh, you know, watches and uh, cell phones and uh, security systems and the things that you could do. Uh, it... it at first, when you're getting used to it, it, it is rather wonky. It does get better towards the end, the more familiar that you get. And yeah. Watch Dogs 2 is a whole lot better as far as controls go, uh, and you're able to do so. Uh, though, I mean, that was made a couple of years later. They learned a lot from their mistakes. Yeah. Uh, so if you can get through, uh, through Watch Dogs, uh, I would say even put it uh, on an easier setting just to get through the story, because the story is amazing, um, and then go, you know, then go from there. Now that you mentioned that, I did not bother looking at the difficulty level. Uh, maybe I should do that. Hmm. I don't even remember. I don't even remember messing with it. Maybe I need to get in there and, and change that uh, just so I can get through it. But um, yeah, I'm stuck at a point where uh, I'm. Okay, so thing about me with video games is I really suck at driving in video games. Uh, I can drive fine if I'm in a real car. Uh, put me behind the wheel in a video game, and there's going to be problems. Uh, <laughs> and there's a lot of driving in this game, and it kind of irritates me. So um, I'm in – like I, I would never be able to play Grand Theft Auto. There's just no way. Uh, but, um, <laughs> the, the point I'm at right now, I'm driving and I'm, I'm trying to chase, I guess it's a mob boss mm -hmm. and I'm, and, and the idea is I'm supposed to ram his car and then take him out and then escape his, his goons. But I, I keep getting like, I'll hit the car and then he just drives away. And I'm like, well, what the hell? Now I've got to get back <laughs> to my car and go chase him again. And it's just, yeah, it's it's kind of weird. But 
I'll, I'll probably keep trying, but I'm going to check that difficulty level thing. That's a good, good tip. Um, man, there's not really anything else going on. Um, I haven't, there haven't been any new, there actually, have. Uh, I don't think there's any new comic books coming out this week that I'm going to be reading. Um, yeah, I guess I'll just be uh, be reading the old uh, certain point of view thing. So that'll be good. Um, yeah. So, um, oh, just wanted to give everybody a reminder. Um, if you didn't get a chance to listen to last week's episode, uh, we did announce the winners of the Rogue One uh, radio giveaway. The uh, night lights for the child and the uh, and the Mando head. Um, those winners. Uh, the child was won by Joey Rosales and David Nicely, and the Mando head was won by Camray and our uh, our friends over at uh, Force of Light Entertainment. Uh, so far, only uh, Joey has claimed his prize. So we're just still waiting for everybody else to claim theirs. Either they haven't had a chance yet to listen to the episode uh, or they just forgot to claim it. Uh, in any case, um, if you are one of those winners, just let me know and we'll get the uh, shipping set up for your little nightlights. Good stuff there. And uh, still don't have an idea about uh, what our next giveaway will be, but it, it, it may be a while anyway. Um but yeah, so that's it. Uh, so we're here, and uh, we're going to go ahead and play a song before we go into a few pieces of news. We don't have a lot this week, but uh, there are a couple of interesting tidbits that we can speak on. Um, so this first song that we are going to play is from a guy named John Snodgrass, and he just put an album out. Uh, last month called oh, I am so prepared folks uh, what is the name of that album really good album it's probably going to be uh, probably going to be pretty high on my I do end of year lists uh, for albums and this will probably make the top 10 Tace T-A-C-E is the name of the album uh, just came out last month and the song is Renaissance Man. He's a Renaissance Man.
All right, we just heard Renaissance Man by John Snodgrass. I hope you enjoyed that one. Um, now we are going to talk a little bit of news. Um, kind of bouncing on something we talked on last week, I think. Uh, Charlie, you've got some news about uh, a TV, an upcoming TV series or the rumor of a TV series that we kind of briefly touched on last week, but you've got some more information about it. Yeah, I was, uh, it came across my feed and I, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, that's what we talked about uh, last week. And it had to do with a TV series that could possibly feature Cara Dune. And uh, so I clicked on it just to see what it, uh, you know, what kind of information they would have in there. Uh, and it seemed like that they were leaning towards that this being an animated show. And not only would it include Cara Dune, but it would also include Bo-Katan as well. Uh, and it uh, will tie into uh, The Mandalorian at some point. Uh, so I thought that was a really interesting nugget. Uh, you know, a character that we have not seen in The Mandalorian yet teamed up with a character that we already have seen. So yeah, it's uh, lots of lots of interesting things uh, on out there. That would be interesting. I'd, uh, you know, for the most part, uh, since Disney Plus has started doing these uh, uh, animated, well, I guess they've really only done two animated series, but Star Wars in general, Lucasfilm, uh, for the most part, have had hits on their hands with. Um, with animated series, you know, the Clone Wars was, was amazing. Uh, of course, uh, Rebels was amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, the other one, what what was it called? The Resistance? Resistance. Um, Yes. It it wasn't bad. Uh, I wouldn't put it on the same level as Clone Wars and, and, and Rebels, but it, it had its moments. I, I agree with you. Uh, it was uh, my favorite out of those uh, probably would uh, be Rebels, uh, yeah. followed by Clone Wars and then Resistance. I really liked a couple of the characters that were in Resistance, uh, but as far as just a flow and a general feeling, you know, I'm glad I watched it, but it's not something that I could watch over again, such as yeah. like Clone yeah. Wars. I've watched it. That's good. I don't need to see it again. Now, Rebels and Clone Wars, on the other hand, I watch those over and over. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, a, a, a Cara Dune and a Bo-Katan animated series, I, I'm for that. I'd go there. Heck, yeah. Um, another rumor about another TV series, and, and actually from what I understand, uh, the idea is that it's going to be a miniseries. Uh, and that is a it's a spinoff uh, from what I understand of the Mandalorian uh, starring everybody's favorite bounty hunter Boba Fett uh, and the speculation is that it could actually start filming this month uh, that was according to uh, deadline so. Um, a lot of speculation there. Um, I'm not sure, you know, are they going to be doing something 
to coincide with the Mandalorian, or is this something that will be a prequel to where we saw him uh, in that first episode of season two? Uh, who knows? Um, does that well, does that mean that Boba Fett won't show up in season two again at all? We don't know. Don't know. I could see how they would. Uh, we've already seen uh, in the last episode uh, the uh, the face of Boba Fett. I could see how they would use the Mandalorian, maybe that, and then maybe one other episode uh, near the end of season two to really spin off another miniseries. And my guess, my hunch, would be that. We're, the, the miniseries will probably show us how he got out of the Sarlacc pit. They, I don't think that they're going to. Yeah, I don't think that they're going to really get into that too much into the Mandalorian series, um, other than maybe a flash or two. Uh, but uh, I think that uh, we'll get that in this miniseries, and it'll almost be like a flashback. And we'll get a little snippet here and there at the end of the miniseries with Boba Fett and Din Djarin. I would like that. And another thing I'd like to see out of out of a Boba Fett miniseries, not just um, how he got out of the Sarlacc and how he got to the point he was when we saw him uh, in episode uh, or or in chapter uh, nine, but I'd also it would be cool to see some flashbacks of him kind of in its heyday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in fact, I was, uh, you know, it, it, I think we even brought this up uh, the last time that we talked as well, is uh, they have the, um, and the name is escaping me, um, Daniel Logan, that played, oh, yeah. you know, that played him younger, could possibly play him you know, in a, you know, in a flashback sequence, you know, and so they could always bring him back. Yeah. That, oh man. Now my yeah. mind, my mind's firing with all these um, imaginative things that they could do with this. Yeah. I'd like to see that. That'd be great. Um, so, uh, uh, last piece of news I have is actually about, uh, another new star Wars series that, Actually, I haven't seen a whole lot of information about it um, up to now. And then uh, it's, it's, a, it's a show that is being run by uh, Leslie Headland. Um, and, and from what I, this is what I know about it. It's, uh, so so uh, Leslie Headland is the co-creator and showrunner of... Um, Russian Doll, which which I haven't seen, mm -hmm. but I've I've heard good things about it. Um, so, from what I understand about it, it's going to be a female-led Star Wars series, um, and it's gonna be it, it's gonna take place in a different timeline. Hmm. So I'm not sure what that means. Are they going? Uh, are they taking a nod from Rebels when uh, when Ezra kind of messed around with the timeline? Uh, 
Uh, or are we talking? Are we talking an alternate universe like like they did in Star Trek? Uh, I don't know. It's just it was something that I saw on a headline. Uh, it actually came, the the headline that I read actually came from uh, GameRant.com. Um, so it's, I don't know. Um, it should be was interesting there a, how Was there a date that they associated with that? I'm sorry? Was there a date that they associated with that? No. The, the, okay. the news in the, I mean, even in this article, there are very few details. Um... It says, Headland said that they're going to introduce new elements and new faces to the Star Wars mythology. Uh, So characters we've never even heard of. Um, So maybe not necessarily a different timeline. Maybe they're using the wrong word there. Maybe they're just saying uh, not in the same like the Skywalker universe, if you want to call it that. Uh, I don't know. Be interesting to see. But um, yeah, other than that, I didn't have any other news that popped up on my radar. Not a whole lot. Now, you know, on my news feed, there was a ton of stuff about the new PS5 uh, and the Xbox, um, but nothing, nothing like really significant that I wanted to mention. Um, I'm, I'm probably going to take a cue from you. Like you said last week, I'm going to wait a few months until they work the bugs out. Um, cause as it is, I've got plenty of games I need to get through before I even jump on the mm-hmm. PS5. So not, uh, not too big a deal there. You, you know, I just had an idea going back, um, uh, to the, your last bit of news there. Uh, we do have the High Republic that is coming out uh, in January. January 5th, I believe, is the first book that's going to be released. Uh, uh, Test of Courage. Uh, and then another one in February um, that it will be released right after. So maybe, you know, we're, maybe we'll see uh, a series or something that will kind of tie in to that yeah maybe that's uh you could you could be right maybe that's what they're what they're planning um so let me just check our dates here okay so here's the book series uh plan right now light of the jedi uh written by charles soul uh will be january 5th as well as a test of courage Mm -hmm. which is the uh the young adult uh, novel by Justina Ireland. Uh, and then also on January 5th is a children's book by uh, Kevin Scott, The Great Jedi Rescue. Um, and then on February 2nd, oh, that's my birthday. Cool. Uh, Into the Dark, a young adult novel by Claudia Gray. Ooh, Claudia Gray. Yay. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm yeah, you got my ear. You got my attention. 
those are the only confirmed ones right now. Um, the first comic, the first issue of the comic book series is scheduled to release on January 6th. Uh, and it's just called The High Republic. Uh, Star Wars The High Republic. That's going to be by uh, Kevin Scott. Um, and then there's also going to be a comic book series published by IDW Comics uh, called Star Wars The High Republic Event Adventures. Mm. Um, so we're going to get a good dose of, of comic books on top of uh, the comic books that are that are already going on right now. They've got the uh, you know the the flagship title Star Wars written by um, Charles Soule, and then you've got the uh, Doctor Aphra series still going on, as well as the Darth Vader series is still going on. All of those are good, and it looks like we're going to have a couple more uh, comic books to satisfy our, our comic needs. Um, but it looks like January and February are going to be uh, going to be good months for uh, Star Wars and Star Wars readers. Oh, absolutely! I can't wait. Uh, I, I love uh, I love the authors that they have uh, lined up for this uh, new series. Um, although it's a little different than I think what they're normally used to writing, mm -hmm. uh, which I, which is awesome. Uh, you get to uh, see their takes on stuff. Um, I was just, uh, as you were going through the list, I was looking at my, uh, my bookshelf and, uh, through my books here and, uh, between Kevin Scott and Claudia Gray and, uh, Timothy Zahn, I think that's, uh, that's a whole lot of my uh, bookshelf that I have for Star Wars material at this time. So, uh, yeah. I actually recently just finished the first book of the the new uh, Thrawn trilogy. Mm. Uh, the one just called Thrawn. Um, mm -hmm. So I, 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 start, start, uh, I finished that one, and then I started the second one but then life got in the way and I stopped reading it. So I need to, I need to restart that one. Um, but yeah, come, come January and February, we're going to have a lot to read on our plate. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. Cool. So uh, that's it for news. Um, we're going to do, we're going to talk a little bit uh, about Mandalorian chapter 10, the passenger here in a minute. Uh, but we're going to take uh, our second break for music, and uh, this time we are playing um, Did I decide we were going to play. Okay, the band is uh, a band from Baltimore, Maryland called War on Women. Um, the album is called Wonderful Hell and just came out on the 30th of October. So really new uh, song here. Um, good band. If you haven't checked them out, they're definitely worth checking out. War on Women. Uh, the song we're going to play is The Ash is Not the End. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, that was The Ashes, Not the End by War on Women. You are listening to Rogue One Radio. Uh, we are a part of the Red 5 Network, if you didn't already know that. This is now our second episode um, as a member of that network. Um, really good uh, group of podcasts to listen to and, and chat with. Um, just go to Red 5 Network and you can find all of the um, podcasts that are part of that network. And um, yeah, go check them out. Uh, if you want to check us out on the social media, uh, we are on Twitter and Instagram as Rogue Number One, not spelled out, radio. And uh, so you can find the official Rogue One Radio Twitter and Instagram there. Uh, if you want to uh, get on the Twitter and engage with me, it's uh, Otter272. And uh, Charlie has a Twitter as well. Tell them where they can find you. Uh, my Twitter is Red4Charlie. And I think I have Instagram too. I just don't remember what that is. I'm still kind of new to all the uh, different social media stuff, but normally on Twitter, red for Charlie. Good deal. All right. So Mandalorian chapter 10, the passenger. Um, initial thoughts when you first saw it. Initial thoughts was it was good. It moved the plot along but was not near as climactic as the first one. Right. I, I would definitely agree with you there. Um, you know, the first time I watched it, the very first time I thought, this is good, but it kind of felt a little like a filler episode. Uh Next couple of times I watched it, though, I uh, I didn't really feel like it was a filler. I think it moved the plot where it needs to go. Um, but that being said, probably not my favorite episode of the series. Uh, I thought um, there were a couple of highlights about the episode that I really liked. Um for one, probably one of my favorite things about the episode was the callback or the, uh, if you want to call it a callback to the spiders from Rebels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was really cool to introduce those. Uh, seeing them in live action I thought was really cool. Um, again, not, they did not, uh, uh, cheap out on the effects with these spiders. Uh, I really did look movie quality. I, I really liked them. Um, I really liked the opening scene of this episode. Uh, mm -hmm. where, where the yeah. scavengers are, are attacking them, and then he gives the guy his jetpack, and obviously the guy doesn't know how to use it, and, and 
uh, old Mandalorian is uh, is kind of remotely controlling it, and uh, the baby gives him that look, <laughs> and it's uh, it was a pretty humorous intro uh, mm-hmm. for the show. Um, we got to see the we got to see the uh, iconic armor again that he's carrying yeah. around. Um, so, so overall it was, a, it was a good episode. Uh, like I said, not, not probably not my favorite episode of the entire series, but, uh, uh, I would say, hmm, I, I could probably say it's my least favorite of the series. I'd have to think that over because the gunslinger might be that. <laughs> <laughs> might beat out the gunslinger. I'm not. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I mean, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Uh, upon, I, I mean, I watched it several times, and like most of these episodes, the more that I watch it, the more I pick up, and the more that I notice. And there are so many callbacks to the season one. In this yeah. one episode, uh, I, th- I think there's more callbacks in this episode to season one than uh, than what you see in all of the re- season one referring to any of the other episodes. I, there, it was just uh, every time you turned around, it was like, oh, I, I remember seeing that. Or, oh, I, yeah, that that was cool. I remember seeing that. Uh, or just comments that some of the characters made reference something that had already happened and for those geekoid friends uh, uh, of the series like what we are it's like oh yeah i remember that and then you go back and you want to watch that episode again exactly yeah Yeah. it's pretty cool yeah um got to see the x-wings again that was cool Mm uh we got to see uh we got to see the baby being a toddler, uh, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, I've my. Uh, I've got a three-year-old grandson, and and uh, yeah, he kind of reminded me of him. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, kind and of a kind of a naughty little creature. <laughs> well, it, to to me, it was you know a, a lot of that stuff was you know like callbacks to uh, even season one where. Uh, he kept taking off the, you know, the little knob uh, yeah, and was yeah. playing with it, you know, and it's like right. every time he turned around, he was always getting into something. And, <laughs> you know, I have six kids and every last one of them that, you know, uh, would turn around and get into something. And then while you're dealing with that one, the next one, you know, is behind you getting into something. So it's, it was a never ending struggle. Yeah. Yeah, so you got and you know, and uh, speaking of of the child, uh, there was a lot more of the child in this episode. Um, mm-hmm. He kind of took a back seat in chapter nine, uh, but chapter ten, he he really was kind of front and center, uh, getting into all kinds of mischief. You know, eating the eating the eggs and uh, and um, then he then he caused all the trouble with the spiders to begin with. <laughs> yeah so um what were your favorite things about the episode about the episode 
Let's see. Um, one was all the callbacks to uh, other episodes uh, that kind of keep it fresh in your mind uh, of what, what's been going on. Uh, I, I really liked that they uh, made so many references to uh, the movies themselves, uh, whether it was um, playing uh, Sabak, uh, if I pronounce that right, um, and uh, the uh, Moss Eisley uh, Cantina uh, was was there. Um, you know that uh, you know they just they mentioned so many things that so that was cool. Um, I really enjoyed seeing Dave Filoni in an X-wing again. That yeah. was uh, I, I, I kept watching. I was like, as soon as I saw the X-wings on screen, I'm like, all right, who are they going to get to pilot these? And I saw you know Filoni's face pop up, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's it's like that's his seat. That's where he that's where he really belonged. Yeah. Um <laughs> I, I thought that was cool. Um and then oh what was another one that I uh I just had it. Um oh uh when Mando says, May the force be with you. Yeah. I was like, Oh wow, that's so cool. You know, yeah. you know. So yeah, I was I was under the impression he didn't know anything about the Jedi and 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 the Force, so maybe he's learning as he goes along in his adventures. Uh, perhaps, or you know, it's uh, he was dealing with New Republic, you know, uh, X-wing pilots, so you know that is probably you know a popular thing amongst the New Republic, uh, you know, acknowledging the Force. Yeah. Uh, but I thought I thought that was a, a cool and unexpected, um, you know, callback to that. Yeah, that was cool. That's cool. Um, well, like I said, I, I liked seeing the spiders, and I liked the uh, the intro to the episode. Uh, but also, like you, I did like uh, that we got to see the cantina again. Uh, one of the you know one of the most iconic settings of all of star wars and uh, and we get to see it again um last time we saw it was uh was what uh gunslinger episode i think yeah yeah um so it was it was cool to see see it uh see it a lot more uh it was it was more full than it was in the gunslinger episode a lot, more, a lot more going on, and uh, yeah, it was good to see that. It was that was fun. Um, so, was there anything specific about the episode that you did not like, or thought they could have done better? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, <laughs> If you don't have one, that's fine. Um, I, I don't know. I just, um, and for lack of a better term, uh, I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I really didn't like the frog lady um, plot device. Uh, I think that it, it, it just, it, it just seemed odd, you know, hey, uh, you know, 
you know, we, yeah, we have uh, information on, you know, so some more Mandos that are around. Uh, but before you get that information, you got to go take this lady over here. It, I don't know. It just seemed mm -hmm. it's, like, it's like they had a character. They didn't know what to do with it. So we're just going to put it in here. Uh, you know, they had some cool visual effects with it. Uh, but I think, I, I don't know. I, I just think that that plot choice was, was an interesting one and not necessarily my favorite. Um, funny, funny. You should mention that. That was going to be my choice too. I wasn't, I wasn't a big fan of, uh, of that character and, and her part in the, uh, in the episode. Uh, I'm really hoping that it makes more sense in the, in the chapters coming up. Uh, mm -hmm. Because it just felt like you couldn't think of anything better. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, there's, uh, yeah, there uh, just, uh, and hopefully so. Hopefully that, yeah, and, and not even just, not the eggs, um, not, you know, uh, yeah, uh, just, it, it felt clunky and, uh, we got a couple of good callbacks from it when he asked her if she knew Huddies uh, instead of whatever language that she was doing. Right. Uh, you know, um, uh, that, uh, it, you know, it incorporated a couple of other um, things that we had uh, that were callbacks because she manipulated a uh, uh, busted droid to use uh, as a uh you know as a vocorder where and, uh they could understand her and that was the droid from the uh the prisoner episode yes yeah so. yeah uh in uh, fact they even called that one back twice because they're even talking about when the uh um when the pilots came to help out they're yep. like well you know it's uh yeah we know that you you've done this but you also you know, let free, you know, the, the, whatever the, I can't remember the exact, uh, name that they used, but the, this prisoner, you let him go, uh, and, you know, they weren't happy about it, but, you know, because of what he was doing already kind of makes it a wash. So they just let him go on his way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was good. Uh, overall, I mean, it was a, it was a solid episode, but, um, it just made me look forward uh, to future episodes a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. I'd like to see things move along. Um, we didn't get to see Boba Fett again. Mm -hmm. uh, we did not get to see uh, Gideon again. I, I was hoping that, that sooner than later we'd get, get a glimpse of Gideon, what he's up to. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm sure that's coming. So just really looking forward to all that. Um, yeah. So, so I, I had a theory and I was going to run it by you and I was going to see, you know, what you thought. A lot of people were kind of down on this episode. Um, and when I was, uh, you know, asking questions, uh, it seemed like a lot of people were like, well, they, they, they changed the order. They, they switched it up. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And they, I guess, explained they, 
at some point leaked a episode listings. So mm-hmm. here's episodes one through whatever. Uh, they're going to be in this order. And so this one was supposed to be um, uh, the confrontation. And so oh, okay. I think a lot of people were kind of looking to, all right, so he got, he has the FET armor. We see Boba at the end, you know, now the confrontation is supposed to be next. We're going to expect some big fireworks. And for whatever reason, that list was wrong or they decided to switch things up and put this around. What do you, what do you think uh, people's, you know, could that be a possibility that people, why people are looking down on this episode? Um, I, I did hear something about that, and and I had heard um, that it was a mistake on. I want to say it's IMDb that released it, mm. uh, and I, th- from what I had heard, it was them that made a mistake. Uh, but but I don't know. Um, if people like I didn't I didn't read the uh, you know prior to watching episode one uh, or the or chapter chapter nine as it was um, I didn't look at any uh, chapter titles to get any kind of spoilers I don't I don't I don't really don't want any spoilers right now uh, for for yeah it's going to be um, so I imagine there was a lot of people out there that did. And if they did see an incorrect sequence and expected the confrontation but got this, yes, I could see how that would disappoint people. Uh, it would yeah. have disappointed me, uh, but I didn't read the, the titles ahead of time, so I didn't know what we were getting. Uh, so it came as a surprise to me what, what we saw. Um, but yeah, so, so overall, like I said, solid, solid episode and, uh, really looking forward to what's going to come next this Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, there, there was a big, um, Easter egg in this episode though, uh, that I didn't realize uh, until I went back and looked at the director. And I'm not sure if you saw who directed this one. Um, I did, but the name is escaping me now. So it, it was directed by Peyton Reed. Oh, okay. The guy who uh, directed Ant-Man. Yes. And if you when they're in the cantina and they're playing Sabak, yeah. there's the giant ant that's giant playing. Ant. Yeah. Uh, Dr. I, Mandible. I like, yeah. yeah. Dr. Mandible. And as soon as I saw that, I was or that he directed it. I'm like, well, there, that's the reason why there was the giant ant that was there. And uh, so I just thought that was, that was just, just the bee's knees. It was super cool. Uh, that they could include that and uh, that they actually have, you know, uh, I, I enjoy the directors for season one, but I'm glad that they have new directors that are stepping up to right. uh, to take part in this as well. Yeah. I, I like the idea that they've, they're, 
you know, dividing the episodes up with uh, different directors so we can get a, a glance at, uh, pe- uh, you know, different people's interpretations. Um, um, I think in the first season, uh, didn't, didn't Deborah direct at least two? Uh, she did too, yes. Yeah, okay. So I'd like to see her come back and direct another episode because hers were really good. Um, but yeah, at the same time, I want to see I want to see other people uh, give their interpretations. And I don't know if we'll see her. <coughs> Excuse me, uh, because I know they're uh, they're ramping up for uh, Kenobi, and that's her. That's her series. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she. We probably won't see her for for season two then. That's right. She's got her hands full. Um, and I'm fine with that. I, I think that's going to be a great miniseries in her hands. Um, and, and I am looking forward to Kenobi, but I, I got to tell you, the one I'm, I'm most looking forward to is that, that Cassie and the Endor show. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, you know, uh, anybody who listens to the show and and uh, as evidenced by the title of, of said show, uh, Rogue One is actually my favorite Star Wars movie. I, I love that movie. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a great movie. I, it's uh, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's it's great. Um, if you've never uh, if you've never read. um and now I cannot remember who wrote it, uh, but the book Catalyst, um, oh, that is definitely wow. worth a read. It's basically a prequel to Rogue One. Um, James Lucino wrote it. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't think I've read that one uh, of his. Um, that's a good one. Uh, um, we get, we get basically, uh, um, you know, a, a glimpse, we get a glimpse toward the end of, uh, Saw Gerrera mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, and, and actually speaking of Saw Gerrera, um, the other, another book that was, uh, that I, I thought was really good was, uh. Oh geez, it's it's a prequel to Rogue One as well. Oh my gosh, why can I not remember the name of that book? Uh, Rebel Rising, Rebel Rising. Oh okay, yeah, that's a good one. It's a uh, I, I I can't remember if that's considered a young adult novel or not. I think it is. I think so. Um, but yeah, that was written by Beth Revis. Uh, that was a really good book. It uh, well, I say it's a prequel to Rogue One. It's it's a prequel of the main events of Rogue One. Um, it takes place. Uh, the sequence is it's right after uh, Saw Gerrera finds Jyn Erso in that uh, in that little hidey hole mm-hmm. uh, toward, at the beginning of Rogue One. And then the rest of the book is about the time between then and uh, right before she gets rescued by uh, the rebels. Okay. 
So it's, it takes place uh, basically her growing up with uh, Saw and the Partisans. And uh, it's really good. It's really good. Um, but anyway, uh, that I guess that wraps it up for our recap of Chapter 10, The Passenger. Um, so we're going to take our last break of the episode to play another song. And then we're going to jump into this week's top five. And this week's top five is our five favorite stormtrooper types. Um, so we um, we actually reached out to Twitter and uh, asked our listeners, what are your favorite stormtrooper types? And, and we got a few responses back. Uh, so we'll be going over those as well. Uh, before we jump into that, though, uh, we do have our last song of the night. Um this is by a gentleman by the name of Nathan Gray. Um, this is a single. Um, he he partnered up with uh, another guy named Frank Turner, um, and they kind of did a duet on this one. Um, and the song is "Say Anything." Do you need to breathe, my tired heart? Do you need some time before you start? Cause I've been noticing what you ignore Like it's not knock knock knocking at your front door
All right. You are listening to Say Anything by Nathan Gray and Frank Turner. And you are listening to Rogue One Radio with me, Steve, and Charlie. Joining us for the second time on Rogue One Radio. Um, so, we've got our top five list of the uh, evening or for the episode coming up here. It's our top five uh, Stormtrooper types. Uh, we reached out to you, our listeners, on Twitter and got a few of your uh, your options here as far as who your favorite Stormtrooper type is. Uh, going down the list here, David Nicely said his favorite is the Shadow Trooper. So, good, solid one. Uh, Jedi Dave uh, responded with Sith Troopers. They did nothing but looked cool. I, I would have to agree with that. They did look cool. <laughs> uh, Joe Ritchie responded with the Death Troopers. And uh, there was another um, choice of Death Troopers by uh, the Twitter handle of Our Larger View of the Force. Um, and then... The last one that answered was Capcell 3, and they like the Riot Trooper. And I'm, I think I'm using the right phrase, basically the, uh, uh, the one that in Force Awakens yells traitor. Yes. I'm pretty sure that's the Riot Trooper. All right, so uh, you've never done this with us, uh, Charlie. So this is this kind of how this works. Um, we kind of go back and forth in descending order. Uh, so your you know your fifth favorite uh, up through your number one, which would be your your absolute favorite. So uh, and then we kind of go back and forth on those. So I'm going to let you start things off with your number five. All right. Uh, my number five was the uh, Riot Trooper, uh, as we just mentioned. The uh, uh, the, the the you know your standard uh, first order suit it looks like, uh, but what really got me was the uh, the baton weapon that they had, uh, the anti saber weapon. Uh, it just, it was really cool to watch them, uh, use that, uh, and, and engage the way it just telescoped, uh, telescoped out. Uh, yeah. they just seemed like a bigger and burlier, uh, thing. So that was, yeah, so my number five riot control trooper. That was, that was good. I liked that one. Uh, my number five was the snow trooper, uh, from Hoth. Um, mm -hmm. I really liked it. a lot of this, uh, a lot of the reason that they ended up on my number five list was nostalgia purposes. Um, you know, I, I didn't start, uh, one of, one of the first, um, action figures that, I, Star Wars action figures I can remember having was the Hoth Stormtrooper. Um, wasn't the first, but it was one of the first, and it's one I can remember that I had for for a really long time, and and uh, really nostalgic about that particular stormtrooper, uh, and they just kind of look cool. Mm, absolutely, yeah. They uh, 
that one is also the same time that I started collecting GI Joe as well. Yep. Uh, and it reminded me a lot of, um, uh, <laughs> uh, Cobra, uh, yeah. Yeah. what was, uh, yeah, it had that mask on and, uh, so uh, yeah, that one, uh, nostalgic is definitely way to go. Uh, which also leads me to my number four pick, which is the scout trooper from return of the Jedi. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a go- good, solid choice. Yeah. With the, I, uh, they one there, it was the first trooper that you see really that was, uh, you know, a lot different. You had the snow troopers, uh, in Empire, but those just, you know, they had the snow shield on, right. uh, in that, but this one, uh, you know, everything about them, uh, just seemed, uh, a little more sleek, uh, yeah. a little more trimmed down, uh, and of course the speeder bikes. Uh, yeah. It, if you can ride a speeder bike, then you're cool in my book. Yeah. The, definitely one of the, one of the first, uh, if not the first specialized stormtrooper that we see. Um, so my number four, uh, was, I don't know if this is the right, uh, description of them, but I call them the swamp trooper. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're, they're the, um, the stormtroopers from rogue, rogue one on Scarif. I guess that'd mm-hmm. be more, a, more a tropical stormtrooper. Uh, I just liked how they looked. I thought they were really cool looking. And uh, being as Rogue One is one of my favorite, or you know, my favorite Star Wars movie, I had to pick a had to pick a uh, a stormtrooper from that from that movie. Uh, I just really liked the way they uh, they 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 did that particular stormtrooper. Absolutely, yeah, I, I, and I agree. Then that was it, it's one of the more unique ones as well mm-hmm. um, that you see. Um, and another unique one uh, would be my number three, uh, which you would know as well is uh, the Shore Troopers from Scarif. That might be what I'm thinking of. That might be who I, what I'm thinking they are. The the, the Shore Troopers. Uh, the the Shore Trooper because I mean, there was a there was the uh, Swamp uh, Trooper. Um, that was where did I? Uh, I had that written down on my list. Okay, so, so the the shore what you're calling the shore trooper, uh, which by the way, uh, their official title is Coastal Defender Stormtrooper. Um, hmm. That's actually what I'm thinking of when I'm talking about the Swamp Troopers. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, the the Swamp Troopers were. Uh, an amphibious force. Uh, they had uh, a lot of different uh, camouflage uh, that would cover them uh, if they were in or out of the water. Uh, right, right. <laughs> um, uh, and then... I'm not sure where. Um, uh, uh, I guess they were in Revenge of the Sith uh, when they did uh, Order 66. Right. Uh, they had all the different types that flashed through, and that was one of the ones that they had. That was a swamp trooper. Okay, so your your number three was my number four, which which is we'll call the uh, the shore troopers. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, definitely uh, a unique 
uh, take on the Stormtrooper. Um, my number three is about as ununique as you can get. Uh, my number three is actually the classic Stormtrooper. Mm. <laughs> Just your regular old run-of-the-mill Stormtrooper. Uh, a, a lot of this has to do with nostalgia. That's, you know, growing up with Star Wars and, you know, there's hundreds upon thousands of these things roaming all over the place. And uh, you just you just can't help but, uh, you know, when you're collecting the action figures, you've got multiples of those. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they're just they're just a classic look, uh, you know, the, the white, um, you know, and then, and then we've got, uh, you know, the you know, you've got a lot of folks in the uh, the 501st uh, dress up as that classic stormtrooper look mm-hmm. and uh and if you remember uh those those stormtroopers that we saw uh in the last couple of episodes of the first season of mandalorian were all from the 501st yes uh they you know they they brought them in they uh that was not um that was not production equipment that was all their own costumes Yes. Uh, so yeah, that one's that one's my number three. Old old uh, classic standby. Nice. Uh, my number two uh, are what they call uh, the ARF trooper, the uh, Advanced Recon Force trooper. Okay. Uh, the, they were uh, again around Clone Wars time. Right. Uh, right. And but they were more specialized and they could be counted on uh, to hold their own. Should something happen to either their, their commanders or uh, their uh, Jedi uh, uh, point of contact. Yeah. So uh, yeah. And uh, and I like that to me. uh, It's like the Navy seal of stormtrooper. Yeah. I like see, and that, with my list, I hadn't even thought of going back into like the clone troopers. Hadn't even thought of that. Uh, mine are all all basically just stormtroopers with different you know different variations of them. Uh, you know, Empire era, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, the arc trooper is is pretty cool. Those are those are some cool outfits and 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 equipment and uh yeah those were those were pretty awesome um my number two is actually your number four and that's the scout trooper um pretty much same reasons that you liked them they're you know they're highly specialized they're they're one of the first uh you know variations of the stormtrooper that you get to see uh, and then, uh, really, the the big reason why they uh, I like them so much, uh, you brought it up, was the speeder bikes. Those things are so awesome. <laughs> so cool. You get to see, and, and you know, and that's another thing you get to see in the Mandalorian. You get to see you get to see them playing around with speeder bikes, and that's just so cool to see those things. Uh, those and the swoop bikes, they're just they're just they're awesome. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. So yeah, Scout Trooper, my number two, definitely. 
brings All us right. to number one. And I'm wondering, I'm going to, I'm going to make a prediction that your number one and my number one might be the same. And, and I, we haven't, you and I have not talked about this at all. I just get this feeling. Oh man. I, I don't know. That's, uh, cause uh, my mine is uh, I have a one A and a one B. Okay, fair enough. Because when I first thought about it, uh, my one A might not be considered a stormtrooper per se. Okay. Um, but uh, so I'll start with uh, I'll start with one B. Uh, and that was the Death Trooper. Uh, just from from their sleek design to their uh, their purpose, uh, and you know they were to protect the elite of the elite when it came to Imperial officers. Uh, right. They had top secret missions. Uh, um, you know, the, uh, uh, they're part of the Tarkin initiative. Uh, they had so much, uh, cool stuff going on for them. That was, you know, uh, yeah, it was just, I, I, I thought they were cool. They were different. Uh, and they actually did stuff rather than, you know, just have, you know, cool armor. They actually had a cool purpose. Yeah. yeah. So my one a, which might not be, consider a stormtrooper uh and our listeners won't be able to see this but you will probably hopefully get to see this let's see no i would i wouldn't say those are stormtroopers but yeah you know if we were going to include those as stormtroopers they would be at the very top of my list you everybody Everybody loves the Inferno Squad. Whether you're a rebel, whether you're an empire, uh, Inferno Squad is a cut above the rest. Uh, yes, it came from the video game, uh, but uh, they had cool outfits. They had cool missions. Uh, they were TIE pilots as well as ground forces, specialized ground forces. Yeah. Uh, it, but it was the elite of the elite. It, not yeah. everybody could be in Inferno Squad, so that was that was my that was my original number one. But then I was like, eh, that might not be considered a stormtrooper, so I went with Death Trooper. Yeah, I would I wouldn't call him a stormtrooper, but great addition. Uh, but your your one B is my one. Uh, the Death Trooper just. It's like you said, they're 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 awesome. They're like the like the special forces of the stormtroopers. Uh, just uh, you know the the black armor, you know, so shiny. And, and another you know another trooper that we get to see in the Mandalorian. Uh, but uh, but yeah, you know, um, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, most, if not all, of the Death Troopers also have uh, undergone some sort of cybernetic augmentation. Uh, yes. 
Yeah, uh, the Advanced Weapon Research Project. Right. So they're just, man, the Death Troopers are just awesome. <laughs> You can't uh, you can't help but but like to like them. They're just they're just awesome. <laughs> it uh, it when I first saw them and uh, of course the first time I saw them was when uh, Krennic uh, puts them out uh, you know on the on the scene and uh, they're greeblies which are the little silver parts that are down on the normally on the bottom part of the helmet for. Uh, for the rebreather, uh, instead of being chrome or aluminum, you know, that they normally look like, these things glowed green. And I was like, wow, that's, uh, it, it just, yeah. it, it's just cool and something you don't see. Yeah. Uh, you know, and as you said, just their, their suits alone uh, were made to scramble signals. Uh, they, uh, their helmets, uh, had verbal communication scrambling abilities. Uh, they had so much other stuff that they did, not only just with regular blasters, but heavy weapons and the, you know, and the cybernetics alone is just something that's just too cool for school. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Cool. All right, so that was uh, that was our top five top five stormtrooper types. Uh, and that wraps up another episode of Rogue One Radio. Uh, so hopefully uh, you folks enjoyed it and come back to listen more. And uh, I'm hoping next time we can have uh, Charlie back again and uh, continue our recap of The Mandalorian. Absolutely, um, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm willing to enable final thoughts? Ready. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it's uh, man, I'm enjoying this. Uh, whenever you need uh, need me to come on, I'll be on, man. This is a whole lot of fun. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm having fun too. Uh, so, any final thoughts for our listeners? Oh man, um, one thanks for listening in. Uh, you know, it's always a blast to be able to talk to uh, to fellow fans about uh, the uh, space odyssey that we love. Uh, can't wait for Fridays that we get to, uh, see another one. Uh, and, uh, Hey, anything else that you want to hear us discuss? Uh, you know, uh, you know, let Steve know, uh, you know, and, uh, we'll try to, you know, get to as many topics as we can. Yep, definitely. All right. Well, thanks for listening folks and, uh, check us back again for another episode of, uh, Rogue One Radio, and remember, our uh, one-year anniversary is coming up, and um, actually, let me check my uh, let me check my notes here and see if I can find what the actual date was. Yeah, it's coming up really close. Our first air date was November seventeenth. Oh, wow. So that is next Tuesday. So if we do this again next Tuesday, if we stick with this schedule, um, we might be doing our one-year anniversary show next week. Uh, so it's it's been uh, – it doesn't seem like it's been a year. Uh, but a lot of that is because we took a, a pretty long break for, for a bit. Um 
but yeah, we're back at it. I'm going to put out episodes uh, a little more consistently now, so <laughs> that'll be good. Um, but anyway, yeah, thanks for uh, listening into to, uh, to Rogue One Radio tonight with me and Charlie, and uh, be back next week. Bye. Bye.